Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we're going to chat about some stuff going on around our church, talk about the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying for you. So let's get to it. All right. Thank you all for being here with us today. Josiah, great to be back in the podcast saddle after a week off. Although I suppose we didn't really have a week off since we uh, did a video last week, if you remember our COVID-19 response team video. That's right, Dave. That was a that was a lot of fun. Of course, we had we had some extra help. Um, they did a great job. So um, that was a, a good time. Yeah, it was fun. And, um, you know, I've always considered um, that, that I have a face for radio. So uh, I might stick to podcasts, but we've had a lot of people that enjoyed watching the videos. So maybe in the future, we'll try and put up some more videos. I'm, I'm game if you are, Dave. Cool. So lots to talk about today. Um, you know, I, we, we haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks and it's like uh, suddenly we have uh, weeks of news to catch up with, but uh, we had a great Sunday last um, on uh, Sunday service last week with our trial run, um, and of course we're gonna, we want to talk about more things uh, this Sunday as we have more people coming. Um, but but first, I, I, you know, we've had some news um, about uh, Justin Poitrist, our our student ministries pastor. Um, if you I don't know, maybe you take a few few minutes and chat about uh, Justin's uh, uh, ministry developments. Yes. Well, many of you perhaps by now have had a chance to hear Justin's uh, very gracious message uh, to us uh, on his video. And if you haven't, uh, if you check out uh, our upcoming newsletter, there'll be a link uh, to his video. But Justin and Liz, after having served here faithfully for uh, the last five years, Justin, that Mm -hmm. is, have sensed God leading them to pursue their next assignment. Of course, right. uh, we will miss uh, them greatly. God has worked through uh, them. At first, it was uh, just Justin all by himself. Uh, and Justin has loved and served our students uh, with joy and faithfulness. Uh, we've seen God work through him to lead several students to faith in Christ, mm-hmm. to strengthen the faith of uh, of our students, and even to equip uh, many of them to uh, share their faith. Uh, Justin has, of course, had interest in the students after they've graduated and gone on to college. Uh, so I've regularly uh, been grateful for how he's kept up with students um, as they're navigating the new reality of college and then life after that. Um, and Dave, as you know, Justin has served beyond student ministry. He's uh, right. led missions trips. He's helped with uh, worship and uh, uh, led journey groups. Uh, he has ministered God's word very effectively mm-hmm. and powerfully. He's blessed us with his gift in writing. So there are many ways in which 
uh, Christ Community Church has been blessed by the ministry of Justin. And uh, of course, that's uh, uh, when the Lord provided Liz and we got to celebrate with right. their wedding. Uh, she only strengthened his ministry uh, <laughs> among us. So we yeah. are going to miss them them uh, very much. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, one thing I've always appreciated about Justin is his sense of gratitude. If you spend any time uh, with him, especially in prayer, you know, he's always thanking the Lord for something. And it's not, uh, you know, you don't get this sense that uh, it's just this heightened, uh, you know, piety or spiritualism, but he's genuinely grateful for what God has done. And I love that influence that he has had on me. Just really, what, what can we celebrate? What can we be joyful about? Um, and I'm sure that will fare or serve him well in the, in the coming months as, as God provides for them. And just um, looking back to the past and see how God has provided uh, in the past and confident that he will in the future. So yeah, it'll definitely be missed. And um, I came in to Christ Community Church about halfway through his time here. Um, so I don't feel like I got to spend as much time as others did, uh, but nonetheless, I'm grateful for um, uh, having spent time with him. Um, and then something else that comes to mind in the news today, uh, perhaps you saw the home going of uh, Ravi Zacharias, um, a very notable apologist, and he um, he passed away this morning um, of, of cancer. Uh, many, many of us know that he has had cancer for the last uh, few months, and then it metastasized, and, and the doctor said he had days to live, and and Jesus called him home today. And um, so I don't know, if, 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 Josiah, did you ever have any, I don't know if you had any personal interactions. Many people have because he traveled the world widely. Yeah. Um, I know he's had, he's meant a lot to me uh, in my ministry. I don't know if you could share some thoughts about Robbie. Yes. Well, actually, I didn't. I'm just now he hearing that news. So oh, I wow. should have. <laughs> but wow. I will tell you, I have been. Um, Greatly blessed by Ravi Zacharias's uh, ministry, uh, both as an apologist, but also um, uh, someone who, with a sharp intellect, whom the Lord uh, uh, um, rescued and is used to humbly and yet powerfully present Christ to people from many different backgrounds. Uh, who struggle with maybe different challenges to the faith. So um, praise God for his servant and, um, and for the glorious hope of the gospel that uh, he powerfully defended and commended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I remember one, uh, one anecdote um, I saw a recording, I think probably on YouTube of him interacting with a largely antagonistic crowd and he was fielding questions from the crowd and, um, well, one guy uh, got up, and I, I think he had a mildly atheistic position, but he was saying that we, as a society, we don't really need, um, you know, we don't need to protect ourselves. We don't need necessarily so many moral laws because he believed in the that uh, genuinely deep down everybody was good. And um, so after the gentleman finished his question, Ravi had that, you know, that wry smile on his face. And he, he looked at the guy in the audience and he said, sir, do you lock your doors at night? And the guy kind of chuckled and, and hung his head in shame. He's like, you're right. Maybe everybody isn't genuinely good. Um, and he was just, he always had a winsome way about him, which I appreciated. And uh, um, I'm excited for him and his family that he's no longer suffering and with Jesus. Um, so praise God for the, for his ministry um, on this earth. 
Amen. All right. Yeah. So let's let's segue to our our, our sermon on Sunday. Last um, Sunday was another sermon in our series called No Other Name. Uh, why don't you just give us a brief summary from Sunday's sermon, Josiah? Yes, Dave, I'm really enjoying this uh, sermon series uh, as I uh, am reminded of how remarkable the gospel is. And we had started in Acts 4 seeing what made the early church so irresistible to, to love people radically, uh, crossing all boundaries and uh, at all costs. And the surprising thing is, as we were reminded this past week, it is it was a deeply held uh, exclusive conviction about Jesus that compelled the early Christians to such a radically inclusive mission to spread mm-hmm. the love and message of Jesus. So very, perhaps, counterintuitive for us, and yet clearly the case when we see look at Scripture and also church history following. So we kind of... From there, uh, the the next week looked at, well, the reason why we all need uh, this message and love of Jesus because of how we've turned from the God who created us. Uh, we've ignored him, rejected him. We've uh, sought to replace him. And, of course, that doesn't work well. We've made a mess of our lives in the world. So what's the answer? And this last week we consider what is probably the most common answer that people give. And that is, Hey, we need religion. If we Mm -hmm. just believe and do the right things, then we can uh, be acceptable uh, to God and, and have uh, the life that he intends for us. And so the heart of this message taken from Romans chapter uh, two was that, Religion is a dead end street that keeps us and others from the relationship with God that we were created to enjoy. And so, um, what part of what uh, Paul helps us do is really drive that home so that we will not uh, trust in ourselves and what we do to be acceptable to God but trust joyfully, wholly, gladly uh, in what God has done for us in Christ. And oh, that's the only basis for a relationship mm-hmm. with God. And not only that, it's the only uh, reality that can change us from the inside out. That can really begin to make us into the people God uh, created us to be. Yeah, I I really I thought it was a great sermon, but during the sermon I was sitting there thinking, but wait, but wait, <laughs> in James yeah. James one, and I'm creating a straw man here, but you know I'm sure. maybe throwing throwing you a softball, but in James one, we see religion that is pure and undefiled before the Father is this: visit with orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So in one sense, we are actually supposed to have religion yes <laughs> well um you're very astute dave uh, because the word religion can be used in different senses can't it and so uh which part of the reason why uh, i began the sermon by defining how i was using religion in the sense 
that Paul lays out what we see people seeking to um, make themselves acceptable to God by mm-hmm. believing and doing the right things. Um, and so, whereas James does speak, religion can be used in the more general sense in how we uh, relate to God. And James lays out, um, uh, as he'll unpack later in James chapter two, while we're accepted on the basis of what God has done for us, if we have a, a right relationship with God, it is going to impact how we live. Um, it's going to change the way we relate to God and to one another. So James will address both of those in being unstained from the world because we're set apart unto God, but also we're going to love one another. We're going to care for the widows and the poor. Um, so uh, James and Paul, of course, a lot of times people will try to pit James and Paul against uh, one another right. when they beautifully work together to show um, the basis of our acceptance with God mm-hmm. is what right. God has done for us in Christ. The result is a radically changed life in how we relate to God, but also how we relate to others. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting you brought up Paul, too, because in one way, Paul is showing us that these religious activities can never be the ground for your relationship with God. But James, on the other hand, is showing that this relationship with God will result in religious activities, things that we would call religious activities. So they're showing two different things and really work together well in harmony. So it just, it comes down to, like you said at the beginning, it just comes down to how you define your terms. Um, And so, um, you know, I was thinking back to some uh, the, studies in seminary when in the Old Testament we start looking at Israel and the professors are always talking about the cultic practices of ancient Israel. And I remember first starting out in seminary, I'm thinking, what do you mean cultic practices? We're the Israelites weren't a cult. You can't say that's a bad, that's a dirty word. We're not supposed to say right. that. Uh, of course, then I started to understand what they meant by that and how, you know, it just depends on how you define things. And so cultic practices uh, doesn't necessarily connote something bad and and neither does uh, religion in every sense. But like you said, religion can never be the grounds of our relationship um, with God. So yeah, I appreciate appreciate your thoughts on that. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to hear God's word. We want the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. So as you listen, chew on these words, meditate on them, and thank God for the gift of his word. And then we'll share some thoughts about the passage. Josiah, what passage are we hearing today? David, as we look toward getting back to church in person and with all the fears swirling around, today's passage is one that I preached on not too long ago, and it is such an encouragement when days ahead are uncertain. It's Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. Let's hear the word of the Lord. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given to you 
just as I have promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to, to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's tremendous. What a great passage. Josiah, do you have any thoughts from this passage? Anything you want to remind us from, from or of from your sermon series not too long ago or anything jump out at you today? Absolutely. I love this passage, uh, as you do, Dave, especially uh, during this time when we, we are facing things that are new to us, just as Joshua and the people of Israel were. And so for them, there were many uncertainties. And God says to Joshua what uh, uh, a command that many scholars point out is the most frequent command in all of scripture. And that is, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. uh, do not be frightened. Uh, the fact that God says that so many times suggests that we need to hear that. Mm -hmm. We tend uh, to be afraid and that can lead us uh, to all kinds of um uh, problems. But what is so encouraging, Dave, about this command of God's, do not be afraid, don't be frightened, be strong and courageous, is the basis of it. It's not, don't be afraid, because you're smart enough, <laughs> you're good enough, you're wise enough. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the basis of God calling them to be strong and courageous has nothing so much to do with Joshua or with the people of Israel, but with their God. Mm -hmm. He says, I will be with you. Mm -hmm. And listen, who I've been for Moses, I'm going to be for you. Uh, and the wonderful thing about this that's so relevant for us is we have the same promise. And in fact, uh, we have even more reason for confidence as we faced unknowns because um, the Lord Jesus himself has promised that he would be with us, never leave us, nor forsake us. And he has sealed that promise with his blood and with his glorious resurrection. So we have every reason for confidence as we face uncertainties 
that Jesus will be with us and all the grace that we need, he will supply. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I really like that verse five where um, God says to Joshua, I will not leave you or forsake you. There's that, that, that sense of God being near. He said, I'll be with you. Um, and even if you think back through redemptive history, God has constantly be wor- been working to get his people closer and closer to him, to the point where Jesus came in the flesh, the I- imminent God here on this earth, and, and, and then sending his spirit to be with us. He always is working to bring us closer to him. And I just love how that is exemplified throughout the Old Testament and then in Jesus, uh, in the Gospels, and then as the church expands throughout the world um, in the rest of the New Testament, God wants to be with his people. Amen. That is wonderful. And the other aspect that's in here, even as he gives us the security of knowing he's with us as we face unknown things in our future, he he also promises that he's going to be with us to give us the inheritance uh, that he's promised, uh, which is um, so encouraging for us because as we apply it, Uh, To our own situation, God has promised Jesus an inheritance of nations. Mm -hmm. And we uh, receive that promise as we're united to to him. So even in the midst of the challenges we face, which are different than the the ones they faced in some respect, but they're the same in others, uh, we know that God is working through all of these things to fulfill his promise to the Lord Jesus and to us who are united to him to advance his kingdom. So we have every reason to expect Mm -hmm. that as uh, uh, we face challenges through COVID-19, these are not uh, a hindrance to the spread of Christ's kingdom, but he is going to continue to advance his kingdom until Christ brings home all uh, his um, elect. And so we have great reason for confidence in the advancement of the gospel during this time too. Amen. Those are great points. Thanks for contextualizing that uh, to COVID-19. Uh, you know, whatever conversation I'm in, I- I'm starting to think, I wonder how long before this conversation turns to coronavirus or COVID-19. <laughs> and, uh, but, I, but I think that that was a word fitly spoken because um, the principle applies to us do not be afraid, whether it be of the virus or of economic meltdown or of government overreach. The point is, God is on the throne. Do not be afraid. Amen. Amen. As we close, we want to pray for you. At Christ Community Church, we believe prayer is a gift that connects us to the heart of Jesus. So, Josiah, why don't you pray for us, and then I'll close us. Gladly, Dave. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, we thank you that you bid us to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid. Then you give us glorious promises that enable us to do what you command us to have confidence, to be strengthened, to not be afraid. Lord, how relevant 
uh, for us now, as it has been for your people in every generation. As we think of a, a, a great, uh, valiant um, soldier of uh, the cross and of the gospel, whom you have taken on uh, to be with you, Ravi Zacharias, as we um, remember him and the way you have used him. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the gospel that he proclaimed and for the glory that he now is experiencing in your presence and that mm -hmm. future that we have to look forward to. We thank you as well, Lord, that uh, even as we look with gratitude to the servants whom you have used to commend and defend your gospel in the past, you are raising up uh, servants. And so, Lord, we thank you for the Ruby Zacharias ministry, which has helped support uh, and, and spread many who uh, commend and defend the faith. And we pray, Lord, that you would cause that ministry to continue uh, to flourish and that you would work uh, through it and ministries like that uh, to give a reason for the hope that is within uh, us. Mm -hmm. Father, um, we pray for our congregation uh, during this time when, uh, left to ourselves, we uh, would move toward fear. And that could, in many ways, uh, rob us of the peace that you have and could lead us uh, to be uh, critical of one another and uh, to play into Satan's uh, schemes. Uh, but, Lord, we are trusting you as we move forward to keep our eyes on you, to be aware of your presence with us. And mm -hmm. so of the assurance that as you are with us, you're working through all of the circumstances to draw us into closer dependence upon you, as Dave mentioned. And you are also working to advance your kingdom among us. We are so grateful. We've got to hear about some of the people whom you are drawing to yourself. We believe there are many others whom you are moving toward. And we pray that you would open our eyes to see and to trust you and to take steps of faith as you lead us as individual believers, as a congregation. We want to be a part of your great movement uh, to draw people mm -hmm. to faith in Jesus. So, Lord, give us hearts uh, to believe, even as you give us eyes to see. And get glory for yourself as you draw many to trust mm -hmm. in your beloved Son, our sure and only hope. Amen. Father, I just continue in prayer. and. Thank you for your word that uh, gives us guidance for life and shows us who you are as a God. And as I think through this passage in Joshua that shows that you do um, fight for your people and you want to be near us and you are working uh, throughout the centuries uh, to bring us closer to you and pay the final sacrifice to bring us to yourself. And so we just stand in awe of what you've done and give you praise for uh, your yes. grace that you would look at us as your enemies and say, you're still mine. I want you close to me. So thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. Um, and thank you for the work that you have done in our little corner of the earth here in Carmel um, at the corner of Main Street and Gray. Uh, so we just give you praise for that. 
where we think of Justin and Liz as they are winding down their time here at Christ Community Church. Thank you, too, for the work of grace you've done in their lives. Thank you for the ministry that they've had, um, making disciples, teaching people to observe everything that Jesus has taught, and baptizing people, Lord. Um, so we just, we're so excited for what you've done through them and what you have uh, uh, for them next. And I pray that uh, these verses in Joshua 1 would be encouraging for them as they look to see what you have next for them. So we just thank you for uh, his ministry at our church. My Lord, we pray for this Sunday as we uh, seek to um, cautiously uh, yet excitedly open up the service for more people um, at, at church. We just ask for your blessings. We ask that you would use the service um, uh, in great ways in everyone's life, for those that are able to be there in person, and for those that are continuing to to worship with us online, that the service would be a blessing, that the gospel would go forth, that people would be changed to be more like Jesus, um, and that the uh, odd situation of COVID-19 would not stand in the way, because we know that it can't. We know that Jesus is more powerful than a virus. And so we, we pray for your blessings on this service um, this Sunday, uh, that it would uh, be a watershed point in the life of Christ's community that will be that we'll look back in the years to come and say God really worked during that time. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you for what you've done for us, and we just ask all these things in your matchless name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.